Welcome to Story Arc. This is a podcast where I develop story arcs with the help of guests and you, the audience, in the Fey Realms universe. I'm Trevor Sutton. Let's create! Live. Here we go. Season 2, Raven Queen, Episode 3. Let's get us caught up here. Tatiana broke her curse and became Faye once again. She checked out her portal home to see, to go uh, to go and collect her throne. Unfortunately, she found out it was heavily guarded um, because Oberon had also known that she was breaking the curse because it, it ha- it's all tied together. Um, so he set out more guards and basically put an army there. Um, she doesn't understand that it's so well guarded, so she travels the earth building a, an unbound army to try and break through what she thinks is a small guard of the portal, at which point she wants to head over to where her raven army was and is now Fey, collect up those people and maybe anybody else in the world, the Fey realm, that she can collect to go back and take back her throne. Um, let's see here. Uh, beforehand, they send through a small recon. This is a possibility of something happening of possibly two to three people, um, the lead of which is Bubble Girl. Um, She can basically, if you think of the magic as like water, she can create a bubble of air around her, and she's basically invisible to the Fey, and she can ferry a couple people with her. They go inside the Fey realm. They get lost inside what's called the Changeling Grove. This is where the, okay, the angels, the demons, they're exactly like the Fey. They're non-corporeal, but instead of using humans, they use changelings, which are small, uh, soulless child, children that live in this grove. They're locked in there, and when the Fey are needed, they'll, they'll take a, a changeling, and the changeling will wander out of the grove and get cast to one of the casts of the Fey. Um, Let's see here. The Fey Dimension is opposite in geography-wise. The animals in the world are possibly sentient. So uh, basically, if you're in the USSR or Russia, it's all bears. And if it's whatever, then instead of having people, the animals evolve because humans were put on that planet. And the Fey are locked in a small, uh, basic, uh, not small, but a landmass that's surrounded by the uh, Still Seas, I believe is what it's called, which is a giant... uh, a desert created by crushed sapphire. All right, and I think that catches us up. All right, um, my name is Brady Brady Barasa. I am the developmental editor for the Fey Realms team, and this is my third appearance on the podcast. I cannot wait to get started. Hey guys, uh, my name is uh, Drew Ravitz. I am a. This is my first appearance on the show. Heard a lot of good things. I know Brady. Uh, he he put in the good word. Um, I am ready to get down to brass tacks. This sounds exciting. <laughs> All right. So one of the bigger things we're working on here is the unbound army uh, that we're trying to build up. We've got several people, um, uh, uh, kind of main characters within, within this. We've got this guy named Hoyler who can basically – he's got a bracelet with different elements on his wrist, and he can touch one to become and make his body that element. But I think at some point he gets actually to the point where he can actually pull more of said element onto him if he's around it. Uh, we have Samantha Mindaggers, who's going to be the first one Tatiana pulls up. Uh, she's going to be super powerful, and we're going to make the audience really love her. But when they get to the uh, battle at the portal gate, she's going to get splattered over our other character, Bad Luck Darren, who is only able to move uh, iron dust motes. 
So here it's going to be like, what the hell are you even being here for? But when we get over to the Fey Realm, he'll be able to collect a whole bunch of iron dust motes and put them in fairy faces and cause havoc. <laughs> we also have Vernon the Vermin, a homeless man in New York that Tatiana stumbles across who can talk to animals. Obviously in the Fey Realm, it's probably going to be a bit more powerful if there's dragons and unicorns and stuff over there. And I think we have one more. Oh, this one you guys are going to like. Uh, Maria Berlotti, whatever. She's an Italian brewista, and she can uh, manipulate water density. She doesn't make it hot or cold or whatever. She can make it basically pull together real tight and form a solid mass or separate into a gaseous form. And she can do this over long distances. Her biggest, nastiest threat is basically turning 11-ton clouds into a giant brick and dropping them on a populace. Oh, that sounds so cool. Battle. Conversely, she can start off small and maybe like make the water in a person's eyeball gaseous, expand, and pop. Or congeal oh, blood oh. in veins. She's an awful person, but she didn't mean to be. She's not. She's not a bad person. She just has an awful ability. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now I am a. I mean, I've written battles before. I kind of like to see. Uh, See see the numbers on both sides. So Tatiana is raising up an unbound army yes. of metahumans, basically. Yes. To take on to basically retake her throne. My question is, because I know you you stated before that she's going to be using this metahuman army to get contact with her Raven army, who yes. are still loyal to her. She wants to just totally so, decimate uh, Oberon's forces and just go in and not have to worry about stuff. That's her that's her original yeah. plan. Okay, so I, so I'm assuming that she has, she ha, with the metahuman army that she is building, it's enough men to take on Oberon's Fey army, and she just wants to get her other Fey ravens, so that way she can kind of overwhelm the Fey army. I want to just make sure the numbers here. Okay, so it's a Fey populace. I'd probably say in the military, it's a couple thousand. The unbound army, unfortunately, is probably going to be a hundred people. It'll be enough to okay. take and get past the gate. At which point she wants to get over to the Fey thing and create a, a fuller army. Okay. Hmm. Where exactly uh, is this uh, location? Um, the fight taking place. Like, is it by a castle or is it by like a river? It starts or... off originally in like the 1600s when we first see it. It's been there forever because it's a link, but it's a peat bog in Ireland. Okay. Or not Ireland, but uh, Scotland. Okay. Uh, that's that's where the portal entry and exit points are. There's, they're, they're stationary, so it's going to be there every time. Um, and only the royal fey can open up this portal because that's their job. That's their, that was their whole reason for being there in the first place. Um, the Let's see here. So uh, I'm going to say that maybe there's some Scottish town built up around it now. Okay, so now we have to worry about civilian casualties. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be yeah. bad. And, and the What's fey that? are going to be hidden in there. Oh, here's the other thing. On the Fey realm, you're not going to know this as the reader, but when you when, okay. uh, on the human realm and the Fey realm, fairies are only seven, to, uh, five to five to seven inches tall. They're fairies. So when you go there, all of a sudden these plants are huge and everything's huge. Um, it and it's not just the Fey; it's anybody that that goes to that gate. It translates them into fairy size. The gate does that automatically. Okay. Okay. So so like you can walk in like as like a, like a six ball six foot basketball player, and then you. Walk into the Fey realm as like Tinkerbell. Yeah, or... seven, seven inches. Yeah, but you're not gonna nice. know it. Your your oh, perception okay. of it is never gonna be pulled back from. You're not gonna see little tiny things fighting with toothpicks. Um, right. You're gonna be. You know, your perception of it is that this, they're the same size. But uh, there's there'll be some instances where where that gate won't be able to translate. So they'll so the fairies will stay small because when the fairies go over, they're human size. In our world, that would they would look like an elf. 
mm-hmm. okay, uh, or whatever they choose to look like. Seeing as how they can manipulate reality, they could probably manipulate their their looks. But in this, but either way, the the gate translates the uh, the the size when they go over. Okay. Okay. But I think I think one of the things that I'm thinking of is if Tatiana has a maybe a couple hundred people in her unbound army, sure. would she be? I mean, because you, you did say that Bubble Girl is going to be taking kind of doing a recon mission. Yes. Could could one of the objectives of the recon mission maybe be getting in touch with her fairly Raven army, or maybe even contacting other animal groups who might, who might have been loyal to Tatiana in the past to maybe get some more allies. The issue is, is these three people going in are human. They're unbound. Oh. Okay. Or because the only fairy there is Queen Tatiana, and she oh, okay. she's leading the army in this in this instance. And not only that, they would they would know she was going in. She probably had a hard time even just scouting out the thing, knowing that there were other fairies there. But in this instance, it'd be three unbound, and when they get over it, like I said, the whole fa- the whole Fey Kingdom is surrounded by the Still Seas, and they wouldn't know their way around. They wouldn't know where to go. They, oh, okay. Basically, they were sent over there just to see what the heck's going on, on the other side of the gate, and uh, and maybe figure out a battle plan. But they get stuck over there. They're not going to come back. Oh, okay. In so fact, they get stuck over there. Yeah, Tatiana's going to have to pull their asses out of the uh, out of the uh, the Changeling Grove. Because that, that place, it, it's not really meant for anybody. It's kind of like that. It keeps those things safe in there so they can't be messed with. So anybody who goes in will probably be attacked by the trees and that changelings themselves. Okay. So it kind of sounds like the, like, like the unbalanced fight kind of needs to be a short one because it doesn't seem like they, they were ready for like – it kind of sounds like they probably – I don't know if they lose. A very select few are going to get through. Most of, the, most of their yeah. forces are going to be decimated, and that's why uh, we're going to get people really liking Samantha Mind Daggers here. And I give people just little little quick names, so when you hear Bubble Girl or whatever, that's not their final iteration. That's just something that keeps things in, in, in check in my head. Oh, darn. <laughs> okay. That'd be a cool I mean, name, Mind Daggers. That'd be a cool name. <laughs> I don't know. I'm saying like Bubble Girl. You know, she'll have like a bubbly personality, or, 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 or like on the off hand, she'll have like a very like – brooding dark personality it's like <laughs> bubble, bubble girl secretly has like a dark history or something well see and that's the beauty of all this i mean we can do anything that's that's what's awesome um but uh it, so yeah their, their forces are going to get decimated and there's going to be a select few and tatiana and she's not really going to care they were kind of there for fodder anyways i mean she, oh, being a fae they, they have full control over the over the fae magic they don't have this cruddy um, unbound, you know, one little tiny ability. They can do all that and more. Okay. Okay. But these are these are kind of. But that being said, since the humans, and if you take this analogy, and I think I've told this to Brady before, if if the uh, if the fae are fish in water, okay, and the humans, you know, they can't swim and 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 fly in water. They're not very good at it and whatever. But they have found other uses for water and become more powerful than fish in that sense. And in the same way, that's the same thing here. They're not bound by certain etiquettes. They don't have limiters in certain things, so, they, so they're a lot more powerful with certain stuff. For instance, teleportation is not something everybody El the Fae can do. That's just something that Addison is able to do or was able to tap into. Okay. Okay, so 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 I guess what you're trying to say, like, or I guess what you're saying is like they're not like bounded by like by the rules like the normal like the normal they are. Right. Because they're there to kind of manage and, 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 and clean up after things. They're not there to destroy everything. So so their etiquettes and everything. In fact, they fight with swords and bows solely because if they were to sit around and, and pop nukes every time they got into a small little altercation, their their kingdom would be decimated every 50 years. I mean, you know what I mean? 
Yeah. So they've had this etiquette, this fairy etiquette, this fey etiquette beat into them. You start it with the sword, you end it with the sword, and if you do magic, it's small things like concentrating focus or heating up a blade or something like that. There's a scene in, I believe, uh, X-Men 3 where there's a fight scene between the military and the group of uh, evil mutants. And basically you had a numerically superior human force with a couple of mutants interspersed. Yeah. And then you had a and then you had a slightly smaller metahuman mutant power powerful force. And so I kind of saw the fighting going like that, where the Fae are gonna be numerically superior but not as not as powerful, and then you have the unbound who are smaller in number but are able to hold their own against a numerically superior army for at least a good period of time so Tatiana can get through. Yeah, yeah and that's exactly what's going to happen is basically they're not going to expect it. They're going to okay. they're they're not going to expect an army, they're expecting a small little guards group and and the the army's going to come out um and they're not expecting I don't know, they're not going to be prepared for it definitely and most of them are going to get just Right out, right slaughtered. So okay, I actually do have a question about the um the unbound. I think I think the soulless children that you mentioned. Yes. Um, do these um soulless children like are they like more resistant to pain or like like what who like are they allied with like just like themselves or is like are they a smaller group of a larger group or are you talking about the the phase changelings inside the grove? Yes. Okay, so in mythology, um. And Tatiana, by the way, uh, liked to to, uh, to take children as pets. She found them oh. adorable. Okay. Um, sometimes she would feel bad for the parents because she was getting their child, and uh, so in that case, she would offer them a changeling baby instead, a soulless, crazy, you know, whatever. But she thought, you know, that's a good trade. Well. <laughs> The uh, the changelings they don't age they don't do anything they're just basically these these bodies kept in stasis and they're allowed to roam inside this grove it's like a a cradle for these things they can't leave it uh, except if they have a face soul oh okay or if they're taken out by Tatiana it's not like some they're not like a like they have they're they're on autopilot their bodies on auto autopilot they'll sit around eating moss and you know okay knocking knocking their head on trees. <laughs> That's a picture. <laughs> now they can go into a defensive mode if uh, if okay. somebody comes inside the grove and starts doing things. They can go into a defensive mode and start attacking whatever's come in there. But they're not very strong, and they're not. They, you know, it's just something to oh, whatever. Okay. All right. So so I guess so. I guess I guess they're on team Tatiana in that in that case. Oh, the changelings. Yeah. They're a completely neutral force. Oh, okay. So they can go either way. Yeah, they can't. They're not going to be coming out of the grove at all. I mean, if anything, the the trees and the area is meant to protect those things. So when the when Bubble Girl and her one or two friends go in there, like thinking they're going to be safe in there amongst the trees and hiding out there for a minute, they're going to get either attacked, subdued, or whatever by the whole grove itself. It's not just the changelings that will defend the changelings. It'll be that grove. That's what it's there for. So there's no chance of Bubble Girl, a Bubble Girl like getting the changelings on her side or on their side. No, no, no. In fact, when Tatiana gets over there, she's going to pull... I'm thinking she's going to check in there real quick and see this and uh, pull them out of it and then bring them with her. Oh, okay. But that's it was just kind of like a little kind of introductory in the book itself to the changeling grove. Okay. So um, are there other... Is like there anyone like the, that bubble girl that her team can like ally themselves with in the interim? So always... Because like, it kind of seems like it's going to be a battle where... We're, where they're gonna want like allies, or at least like the enemy of my enemy is my friend sort of deal. 
So, and that's that's one of the things I need to discuss here. So, book one is going to be her doing the Malachi thing, and then finding the portal, and then creating the army. Book two is going to book two is going to start off with her um, attacking the 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 portal, basically getting her through it, uh, and then getting over to her realm, and then getting situated. Book three is going to deal with, which is where you're at, what you're talking about, basically getting her old military army back. Uh, during the War of the Wings, all the people that got turned into ravens and a raven group of people followed her into battle to to kill Oberon because he'd caused so much so many issues. But some of them some of them escaped the battle and lived and went back over to wherever they whatever cities and and colonies they were hiding at, okay? And like I said, the animals are sentient over here on the Fey realm, so they can go to, you know, like I said, she can travel the world just like she did collecting an army of of these things, of these sentient critters. Okay. I I guess it does benefit the person who you're you're vermin who can talk to uh yes, as the animals, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. very much so. So in the interim, she's going to be gathering an army here too. It almost reminds me of a of a Roman history uh, because in the later stages of the Roman Empire, generals would often say, "Hey, I could do a better job than Emperor whoever up there. I'm going to gather my cohorts and my legions who are loyal to me because we've been fighting in these foreign lands, and I'm going to say, "Hey, guys, do you want me to be emperor?" They're going to say yes. We march across the Rubicon and we take it away. So I can I kind of see Tatiana doing that in the interim, as you said, just uh, attempting to create an army. Um, do we yes. do we have uh, for the various animal kingdoms? Are they all, I guess, neutral, or do they not know what's going on in the Fey realm? Are some of them aligned with the uh, Malachi and his Fey kingdoms, or are they all kind of? We can go either way if Queen Tatiana comes a calling. The the world is just as big as the one. Uh, on the Earth realm, it's the same thing as mirrored, right? So there are there are colonies and cities, and they're all doing their own thing, trying to live and get along, and, and you know, animal kingdom stuff, just trying to survive. Okay. Um, as far as the Fey are concerned, they're isolated. They don't okay. really interact with anybody outside. And when it is, it's it's uh, Puck going on a bender and going around and drinking and and um, you know his way across uh, the lands. Um, there may be some some Fey that are out either uh, doing research or whatever and serving as a, a bar, whatever. I mean, there's and you can do just about anything with with that. Uh, but for the most part, the Fey are uh, their politics, their history, and everything else is very isolated from the rest of that world. Okay, so I can I can definitely see just a lot of a lot of fun with, or maybe not fun, but maybe just interesting little story arcs where Tatiana needs to maybe make deals with certain kingdoms to get their help. Yes, exactly. Because, uh, for example, in a in a video game uh, called Dragon Age Origins, your character basically has to do the same thing. His army has been destroyed by an army of demons, and he needs to go to the other kingdoms of the world and say, hey, I've got a treaty, so the elves, the dwarves, the men, the mages, etc. need to help me. But before they can help you, they say, oh, we'll help you, but you have to do something for us. So I can uh, definitely see Tatiana having to deal with, oh, the bears need honey. We need to go into the spider cave and get honey for them before they bring their forces in. <laughs> well, and also the Fae have those magical abilities, which mo- which the planet doesn't have. I mean, they can do a lot of other stuff, terraforming, uh, building buildings in an instant, doing and and. Uh, just massive amounts of things, or creating drugs. I mean, who knows? Maybe there's a, a bunch of drugs over there that people want, or 
money. I want gold. You know, there's anything. Like you said, there's an endless amount of possibilities for that kind of thing. Yeah, because right now, just uh, for me, I can really only see the former Laban army being completely loyal to the old general. And everybody else, I'd, I'd imagine she'd have to go and do some type of quest or some type of uh, dealing with to get their help. Right, and if we they might, help her and we might have certain Fey that are within that army that were ravens but are now Fey be bard owners or mercenaries or whatever, and she wants to get them back into service, but they're kind of trepidatious because it looked like she just left them on the battlefield. There's a whole, yeah, there's a whole bunch of really neat things we can do, and, and special characters and powerful generals or whatever. Uh, I'm a grizzled old general. I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I just want to sit back and enjoy my whatever I'm doing over here right now. Because the 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 uh, War of the Wings was awful. It was awful. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's what's that's what's going on. Did you say Lord of the Wings or War of the Wings? Yes, the the ravens that Tatiana had been turned into and her her group that followed her, populace and and guard, they got turned into ravens and they went over the still seas to kind of regroup. And then basically her thought process was, I go back to the Fake Kingdom and I I take my ravens with me and I kill Oberon. Well, unfortunately, Oberon, since Malachi's memories basically wiped, he doesn't know that Tatiana is a raven. And basically, Malachi leads the Fey forces against the war of, or against the ravens, in the War of the Wings. Um, mass casualties on both sides. Malachi is gravely wounded, and Tatiana heads off to Earth as a gravely wounded person, also. Oh, okay. Okay, so, so a lot, lot of forces going on here. Oh, oh yeah, time too. Meanwhile, yeah. Meanwhile, you have a giant Lovecraftian villain pounding on your wall of reality, oh, as it yeah. were. Yes, yes, and it's. Yeah. I mean, and it. And if we went into landscape, you'd find out more. There's a lot going on about that. And Marshall, a character who is actually going to be uh, taking uh, the first human to take the uh, the face place as the conduit. Um, and, and he has a huge story arc in the whole thing that's actually causing issues and doing stuff with this. But one of the one of the cool things that's popping in my head right now, and this maybe going a bit fast forward, is if if Tatiana is going to these isolated animal kingdoms who really don't, I guess, know that much about fey magic or fey politics, and let's say, let's say she goes over to a race of uh, dragons, and okay. the dragons say, "Hey, we're we're basically a whole." civilization is based on mercenaries if you give us gold and jewels and massive hordes of treasure we will we will gladly fight for you right now i can imagine tatiana going oh that's uh, no big deal i'll just do some transmutation or i'll summon gold from wherever and then the dragons help her etc i can imagine in the aftermath the dragons are probably going to go hey she can create gold out of thin air. How do we get in on this? Do we kidnap a fae and say, you're going to be our gold slave and just snap your fingers every five minutes and create as much gold as we want? I can really see, like, this This war for me is really just magic escaping the isolated fae realm and the other animal kingdoms know about it. And now they, I can see in the aftermath them going, hey, we want magic too. We want a piece of this. It's no longer an isolated incident. Man, I, I had not thought about anything in that that way. That's that's an amazing thought there, Brady. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, in in the comics, for example, there were some lands like uh, the Savage Land, uh, Wakanda, Ooh, yes. 
that had these massive resources, and then they became unisolated through an event or through a battle, and then the rest of the world was going, oh, Wakanda has vibranium, or the Savage Land has dinosaurs. How do we get in on that? And so the natives of said land would have to deal with incursions from the rest of the world. I can imagine the animal kingdoms really going like, hey, magic can give us anything we want. Maybe maybe there's even like a race of uh, of animals who are super poor or, or who are lacking clean water or food, etc. And, and they are like, we can use magic to make our lives easier. And there are other groups going, we can use magic to enslave the world or make gold or do X, Y, and Z. Um, or maybe even enslave the Fae. So you could theoretically have a ton of conflict after the, this war is over and Tatiana's back on the throne with her new allies, I guess, coming over to her and saying, hey, remember how we helped you? Well, we still need help and we still need your magic, so give us your magic or there's going to be consequences. Tatiana opens Pandora's box. Dude, yes. that is freaking awesome. The only, the only other, uh, like... Uh, Next kind of story arc I had in this was after she takes back her throne. She actually falls back in love with uh, Oberon while they're fighting, and they become oh. king and queen again. That's adorable. <laughs> I guess. Oberon. Oberon's the one that cursed her, killed her brother, and and uh, destroyed half their kingdom. <laughs> yeah. So we try to say it's like it's a coin flip. Well, no, it's not, it's not a coin flip. In the end, they realize that they they have to. It's all for the fake kingdom. It's not about what their wants and needs are. And they and they kind of realize that they're both oh, each okay. other's equals, and and they both kind of want the same thing. And and uh, and they and they enjoy kind of their quips back and forth. There's going to be like you know whatever a thing where they fall in love while fighting. It's going to be awesome. Oh, that's adorable. It's like you punched me so hard, I saw the stars in my eyes again, exactly. just like when we had our first date. And... But I what, can I can just imagine like some of some of the guards fighting around them and one just turns and goes, Oh my god, are you two floating? Floating seriously? <laughs> this, this I killed a guy in the middle of a fight. Seriously? And now we're gonna be friends? Are you <laughs> It's like we just spent like half an hour killing one another and finally it's just like, Okay, everyone everyone stop fighting, stop fighting. Well well why? Has someone surrendered? No, we're in love, we're getting married. Oh man but Look at our kingdom! It's in ruins because of Hollow Him or whatever. I can definitely just imagine that being awesome. And just like, well, we did not see that coming. <laughs> exactly. And they're not human. So they're, they're what their needs and desires and, and how things turn out, you know, this is a very possible scenario. But in this instance, too, after this happens, um, Tatiana, because of her, her love of having certain types of pets, decides... Decides to reward the family that treated her so well by going through and kidnapping Addison's daughter so she could bring her to the Fey Realm and teach her how to use magic. Oh, that's uh, that should end well. Well, there's going to be another story arc where Addison has yeah. to get her daughter back and da da da. But the whole thing yeah. is, is so there's there's some really neat Diana dynamics that we're going to work with here and and end up doing. Well, with all that, and now that you've opened that Pandora's box, thank you, by the way, Brady, of of the other dynamics of other cultures and stuff, all all of a sudden realizing of this magic resources that were they weren't even available to them, and and, and you know, and and Tatiana, re, maybe maybe she knows about this, maybe she knows, man, I, I really shouldn't do this, but I gotta restore balance, I gotta get my kingdom back, and man, it's gonna wreak havoc and cause problems. That's awesome. Yep. Well, in the words of Hamilton, winning is easy, son. Governing's harder. Yep. I mean, you can you can fight a war, but it's making the peace afterward that's the trouble. 
So I think you can really do a lot with the various animal kingdoms and make it so that they each have their own needs uh, that can be fulfilled by magic. Some are good, like, hey, we just want shelter for our people. Yeah. So we need you to snap your fingers and create buildings. Others are like, hey, we want gold or slaves or weapons that will never break. And it's like well, – We want oh, this yeah. continent. <laughs> yes. So maybe yeah, you even take like the you maybe like even take the term like animal kingdom like literally and even have like 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 tiny kingdoms or like like different regions like with different animals yeah like um, add even more depth yeah most definitely so if we take in this instance because remember and I, I gotta keep because perspective thing especially in your head you're seeing these things these people fight these wars and do this stuff we gotta pull back here because most of these things are gonna be fought the ravens are, are pretty big the the squirrels the whatever but when all of a sudden you get to a dragon size something I mean a dragon in comparison to a fairy is a monumental size difference and and your yes. perspective is gonna be completely rearranged when you when you do this when you invite this thing over so maybe and we can do something a little less monumental than a dragon let's say for instance a lion kingdom okay those things are gonna be huge to the fairies uh, they're not gonna be as big as a dragon they're not gonna be as big as a mountain but they are still gonna be these giant lions um, and and they yeah they're gonna they're gonna pose a threat. All this stuff is going to pose a threat. So it, there's some really neat dynamics and things we can do in there, and also uh, the idea of, of pulling those armies in and what they're going to have to promise in order to do that is going to is uh, there's some really neat things. Because um, maybe they can only pull one dragon in, because maybe yeah. there's you know what I mean because if you pull like more than one dragon, they're not going to fit in all that space. <laughs> so. What are these lines? What, what, what these animals like aren't even like actually animals. They're like elements in the form of animals. So maybe like an earth lion or like a wind lion, or I know it'll be scary like fighting like a lion made out of fire. So I, I don't, I don't know. Also like maybe like even like a sapphire. I'm like, cause remember you had one guy who could like, who could pow power through like sapphire. If I'm, if I'm remembering cor correctly. Spoiler: He can touch certain elements and be and and transmute his body into those elements. I think so. Yeah. There wasn't a sapphire guy, or it wasn't a sapphire guy. The 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 still seas the 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 desert surrounding the Fey Kingdom is made out of crushed sapphire. Oh, okay. Sorry, I guess I, I guess I, I confused. No, it's okay. There's a lot of information, man, and you're gonna. It's fine. <laughs> no, but I, I like your idea, Drew. I mean, it almost reminds me of like uh, the Commandy uh, universe, where it's basically yeah, all sentient animals, and uh, yeah, but if you had animals that maybe got power from certain elements or certain mystical abilities. Yeah, no, no I'm sorry. I, I think, yeah, I was kind of getting that vibe too when, uh, Trevor, said, when Trevor said something about uh, the, the Russian bears and how, how they're all in Russia. That, that, that was kind of like, that was like, oh yeah, Commandy. Like, great disaster. <laughs> okay, so get this. On Earth, through the eons, because certain things have happened, they've had to reset certain things and they have become uh, mythological events such as Noah's Ark and the Great Flood. Okay, so maybe something happened in uh, some of these, because over on this, over on this uh, Earth 2, Fey Realms, whatever you want to refer to it as, there are unicorns, there are dragons and stuff. There used to be on the Earth, okay? So over here in the Fey Realms, there can be a sphinx, a dragon. So there can be things that do use maybe their own type of magic, or they have access to the Fey magic. So like, oh, I, I can breathe fire, but in reality, it's me using this to alter reality. But I, just like the Unbound, they've kind of evolved to be able to use this one ability. So in, in essence, you're saying a group of tigers that have uh, Hoyler's ability, but they can only do it with one element, stone tigers or fire tigers or whatever. Yeah. 
yeah, that's a yeah. that's a freaking amazing idea. No, well, I, thank do, you. I do. Oh, yes. Good job, Joe. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we parry each other on the back. I'm sorry, Barry, please continue. I don't want to interrupt right. you. Well, good job, Joe. But I am thinking just uh, from my battle standpoint, from logistically, if we've got these flaming tigers and massive dragons who are huge, and we've got these large animal armies who I'm assuming are going to be quite powerful. I mean, I know Tatiana's goal is to basically curb stop, curb stop the phase army and just obliterate them. Yes. But I'd imagine that, I mean, maybe, and I know the fail isolationists, but I imagine that they have some pretty powerful weapons of their own. So I want to just figure out, well, if an army of angry stone tigers and bears and dragons and metahumans come barging down the phase door, how, how are they, how are they going to be able to at least put up a fight? Because, I, I imagine we don't want a massacre. We want a battle that will take some time. I just okay. want to wonder in the, the Fae hold their own. The Fae are able to control reality with magic. Some are more apt at different types. You have to know what you're doing. It's just like a computer. Okay. You have to be well-versed and practiced to be able to do these things. That being said, they're still freaking powerful, okay? They're still okay. way more powerful than these things. But here's the thing uh, I failed to mention, too. That's my bad. Or maybe I did. From birth, these Fae are taught etiquette as to you can't use nukes. You can't you mm-hmm. use the sword, okay? Oh, yeah. So when they escalate, they'll do something as equally powerful as whatever they're facing, and they're not going to do anything more than that because it will wreak havoc and destroy things. They can tear apart reality, um, and that's going to be beat into them. So it's going to be a limiter. They can't. They're not going to be able to get anything powerful. So when they do face these things, it's going to be on even terms. Okay. Or it'll be it'll be just powerful enough to kind of fight them and live but not die. Okay, so they'll be able to use magic to kind of amplify themselves to where they can hold their own. Okay. Grow to a certain size, um, do whatever. Or Oh, that would be awesome. I, I'm, I'm seeing this battle in my head, and it's just epic. And just like just like the Unbound, these fairies, like I said, they they are good at certain some, – some fairies are maybe good at woodland magic, and they know how to make plants grow because they're well-versed in what the plants are made out of and how the da da so they know that they need to expand these molecules, okay? Or maybe somebody knows physiology and can grow themselves. Oh, if I expand all these things – because if a normal fae tries to do that, maybe they won't grow their heart big enough and they'll die. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So you have to yes. know what you're doing in order to alter reality. In the Unbound's case, they're mashing their face on a keyboard. They find something that works, and then they keep mashing that thing. They're like, okay, F for fireball, fireball, fireball. <laughs> That's okay. how I play my video games. That's just how I do it. <laughs> just left click, left click, left click, left click. <laughs> <laughs> So and and that's and that's what we're dealing with here, and that's what the 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 Fey are. Well, I love at one point in your story, like the humans, they find a to this computer and accidentally like and and like an age of magic and start a new one. So like maybe like they they, they discover like some things are the same, but like they they create like new rules for magic. Yeah, I don't know that that could be like a, a, a like a plot point, like maybe not like immediately but i don't know like further down the road well a, a lot of the stuff if you notice you have to it's a ritual thing uh maria berlotti the one that does the cloud density thing she has to chew on coffee beans in order to activate her ability uh landscape she has to tear the paper a lot of this is ritual oh. stuff and so maybe and you're right so maybe they have to maybe they find a group of people that can do ritualistic magic and can teach other people because they know how to teach them through these ways and then they can learn to expand their stuff with that stuff right no i, I meant like like they, they find a way to like 
change like the rules of magic like for the entire universe so like if, at one point further down the road so if we're talking this as a computer code okay you're talking about like actually changing the kernel memory and saying okay this does this now yeah that, yeah things like that yeah like finding or finding yeah, or yeah. Finding new shortcuts or finding like even new programs yeah or ways to commit programs because and that's the thing about the fae they know how to do certain things they can affect reality with a human if they can take the perspective of using it as a computer all of a sudden you got guys that are doing that are setting uh uh, uh what do you call them programs that run programs internally you, you know what i'm talking about yeah it's basically i'm thinking like the equivalent of like burning the old rule book and then running the new rulebook from scratch. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Because yeah. that's and that's what eventually is what is going to happen. Okay, humans, cool. Yeah, Spoilers. humans. Well, here's another thing. Later, <laughs> way, 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 way later on, um, there's going to be a cosmic event where the two dimensions are going to get smashed together, and the 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 two basically magic and technology and all the human and animal counterparts are going to be smashed together so there's going to be bunny men you know what do you call it oh, that's and stuff and, and things are just going to get twisted and way out of control so it's like incursion meets infinity yeah. whoops you and, just get two mansions crashing together oh yeah, yeah speaking like secret the 2015 uh, secret wars where just like two incursions there's <laughs> yeah. like smashed together and then just like you you try to survive the outcome Exactly, but in this instance, um, there is at the portal because I mentioned you the, the 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 conduit and the portal and everything. At the portal, if if uh, there's these there's four keys or two on either side of the gate um, that only Queen Tatiana and King Oberon can operate on the face side, and the conduit and Puck can operate on the uh, Earth realm. And basically, it's a it's a failsafe. They can rewind time with it, but you can only do it in times of and it and it basically. Uh, brings up memories to them. They know that this happens, this happens, and if you, you know, if you do this, be careful because there are consequences. You know, uh, in the in the case of Noah's Ark, it just wiped out everything. Okay, yeah. So, so of course, like magic has like a cost. Oh yeah, yeah. If I've learned anything from yet from like fantasy, it's magic has a cost. Yeah. Always has a cost. Well, everything has a cost, and then and then affecting yeah. two two dimensions that have been smashed together and then pulling them apart. There's gonna be some huge consequences to that. But they're going to reset that with that. And I just got to create... That's going to be way later on the downline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like two seasons in already, you're carrying the rule book. <laughs> that's a little... Yeah. Well, I've, I, I've created... Like I said, I, I created this whole this whole thing from the outside in. So now I've got these huge timelines. And now what you're seeing is me actually honing in on little tiny bits and pieces here and just trying to fill in this giant gap right one of my uh one of my other uh, story arcs is going to be the demon boxer is a as a guy that's getting uh, possessed by a demon through his you know the back nanoport da 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 but it gets damaged in a car wreck so the the possession doesn't work his dna doesn't get activated and he becomes basically a, a superhuman, you know super powerful but he's got this demon locked in his head and so he's a boxer and he's all of a sudden, oh. yeah. So all of a sudden, it's, it's Daredevil meets Firestorm. That's basically what it is. Oh, that's even that's even worse. Than what I was thinking. Yes. It's even worse because it's a demon trapped in his head, and I think she's a demon of lust or something. It gets pretty intense because half his body at that point is now a demon, but then his wife, who is an angel that's watching him, because he's a certain type of whatever. She, his son, gets kidnapped and is used to fight him, and she gets murdered and gets put in his head too. So he's half angel, half demon. Both of them are locked in his head, and he's fighting off both the angels and the demons. 
Yeah, his yeah his life just took a turn there. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's I got not, a, a weird love triangle going on too, because the demon's yeah. gonna be locked in there so long she's gonna start falling in love with the dude. I, we'll do some weird stuff. It'll be fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah this sounds like this is very trippy going on right here. <laughs> well, uh, it uh, the story I made was for my brother, and he likes oh. very like graphic, bloody things. So the boxer, one of his first encounter is actually with another demon boxer that the devil from the you know the seven deadly sins and the devil from the from the demon side. He actually sends this uh, this uh, demon boxer to come fight the the boxer himself and this dude he's a he's a serial killer and he uses this uh he basically takes a meat hook and puts this guy on a meat hook by the ankle and uses him as a punching bag and then flays him and then eats him as beef jerky it's my it's my it's my my dark side of the whole fey realms universe thing the constantine part oh yes so it's going to be awful. There's going to be some although, like, awful Although things. instead of instead of being a serial killer, I think he'll just be a petty dabbler. He'll just dabble in the serial killers. I've been meaning to get that change on my business card there. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to do that. No, no, no. That's okay. <laughs> oh, mayonnaise. Yeah. And I can also, I can even almost also see like uh, the uh, the four keys that you said kind of being a reset button. Yes. Basically, I can I can almost see, and I don't know if you want to kind of reference this earlier, but after the big battle has been fought and the maybe some of the animal kingdoms are starting to get uppity, I want to say, because they know about magic and they want it, and yeah. wars are starting to – well, I think you could do a lot with uh, maybe Tatiana's and maybe even Oberon's character going, do we just want to reset their minds and make it so they don't believe in magic anymore? They don't know about it. Like, all they know is they fought for us, but they don't remember the details. And oh. I can really see kind of some – I can see some conversations happening where it's like, well, are we going to play God now that, we, now that we've encountered all of these different armies? Some of them are good people. Like, I'm assuming some of these animal kingdoms are, want magic to help others. It's only a few who want to hurt people or get rich. So I can imagine that happening. Just That's just something I'm throwing out there. The Fae have been very aloof. They kind of look down on all the other races because they oh. can't use magic and da 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 or whatever. Okay, they're not they're not as awesome as the fairy, the fae. Um, but I think Tatiana's time amongst uh, the humans and learning what they are. Okay, and the Unbound, and then possibly her time spent amongst the Animal Kingdom areas uh, might uh, change her ideals on what is and isn't a society and and how she should treat certain things. You know what I mean? It'll open her eyes to to certain aspects or whatever. Um, and she might become more accepting of that kind of thing. Um, as far as a reset button for of it, um, the, uh, the fairy, the fake and glamor, they can make you forget. I don't oh, think it okay. can be a worldwide event though, which would, which would definitely allow for, you know, at least some war band leader to come in and try and mess stuff up or whatever. And then them wipe their minds or there, there's, there's things that can be done with that. Definitely. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, in the – I mean, Drew's here, so I'm just going to keep making comic book references. In the comics, there were characters such as uh, Marvel, who was a Kree, an alien oh, race yeah. who – they originally hated Earth. There were some scrolls. There were a couple of other alien beings who lived on Earth, like the Silver Sofa, for example, yeah. and they grew to love and embrace humanity and eventually turn against their masters. So I can kind of see – Tatiana going through that character arc, and maybe Oberon, he's he's this traditionalist, he's this 
he's kind of he's kind of going to Tatiana, going, "Look at what you've done." I mean, like you have brought magic to the attention of the humans, to all of these animal kingdoms, and now our world is falling apart at the seams. So I can see, I can see a lot of argument happening between them, and given the way that right. the, the arguments work, they may fall even deeper in love with each other. But uh, I can see some major character development for Tatiana as she. Because maybe even, like, she's been watching over Addison. I mean, she kills a troll for her. Maybe she kind of starts to feel love for these humans. She's like, they are tiny, they are squishy, and they need to be protected. Well, she has a she has like a that. kind of like a puppy love for him right now as it is, but oh, okay. but not like oh they're they're fae they're not as good as you know what I mean. So basically, they're tiny, they're squishy, and they belong with me as pets, <laughs> like how <laughs> humans see bunnies. <laughs> yeah, well, since you mentioned like Silver Surfer a couple of times, because like he yeah. didn't like choose to love the humans at first, because like he screwed over Galactus and Galactus made him stay on Earth for like twenty years. So maybe that can happen with one of uh one of the, uh, the characters in the story was like he doesn't yeah. choose, choose to love the fairies or the or the humans by choice. So it's like he has to out like necessity, but then it eventually becomes he chooses to. Dude, that's an excellent yes. I mean, and and maybe she finds him while she's touring the earth trying to build up her her, uh, her army, and and maybe they have discussions, and that's why whatever. I mean, there's uh, definitely some some neat possibilities. There is something we need to discuss pointedly though. Um, right. Of course. When Tatiana gets over and gets out of the Fey Kingdom and uh, her, basically her starting point in the Fey Kingdom, it needs to be this marketplace or a a meeting place of of the animal kingdom or whatever where her Fey are left. I mean, it's got to be a, a center point, like a focal point where everybody kind of meets and disperses and stuff is traded and whatever. Because I want some of the fairies to be like, you know, they've gone on with their lives. Some of them are bartenders or some of them are mercenaries. You know, whatever, and she has to gather them back. Um, and this place, whatever it is, it needs to be uh, something pretty lively. It's not just the Fey and the Crow or the Ravens. It's all this stuff. So like a kind of like a summit. A uh, summit, like a for whatever reason, I have like a bizarre theme stuck in my head, and I need to get that out of there because that's not what I want at all. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. It's, it's fine. Just uh, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, uh, describe what you think. What I was. Oh, um, I was saying like you were talking about like a convergence of like all these different people from the past, and like they're all coming together, and they all have, kind of have like some have like bad beef with one another, others uh, some don't, and just kind of like like a summit of like a group of like people like coming come together and like. Okay, like a meeting. Hatching it out. Well, yeah. Where, okay, so what I'm talking about is the place where that summit would happen. Okay, like okay. New York, where where the world meets in one place and and travels and works and and lives. It's a city of some sort, um, and it's going to be a like a some kind of I don't know a larger city where because Tatiana had to raise her army first for the War of the Wings and later on for this for whatever this war is going to be the Reclamation War or whatever. Um, and she needs. She needs to be able to travel around and, and, and have a starting point. Where is she going to send her military to? Um, where is she going to, uh, uh, what do you call it, stage them and, and be ready for the battle? Because you don't just, you know, send them in one at a time. you got to organize everybody and, and formate and have squadrons and, and do – I mean there's a whole bunch of little tiny things when building. And then you're, you're doing it from different races and different creeds and different societies and cultures and everything else. You're going to have a bunch of stuff mixed in. So we have to have an area where all these things are, are addressed, especially since they're different animals. I mean, maybe some animals prefer, you know, certain types of meats or, or water or whatever. Uh, so there's, there's a bunch of things that need to come into existence here. 
in this staging area for her army, this city that's on the outside of the Fey realms. Could could though maybe be because I've um, I've done gatherings like this in video games, etc. Uh, could though maybe be because we have all these animal kingdoms. I'd imagine that they don't know about the Fey, but maybe they know about each other. Maybe yeah. they kind of have like a not not a United Nations, but like a World Congress or some some place where they've said, "Hey, no matter what wars we have or what beef we have with each other, this area is sacred or neutral significant, territory. or yeah, or neutral yeah. territory." And so they've kind of yeah had this big neutral territory, and as maybe a city's been built up around it. Like outcasts can go there. Uh, the remnants of the Fey army yes. went there because they were accepted. Um, and a city kind of grew around this neutral area, and over time, it's kind of been, this is where everybody goes if you want to get things done. If kings need, if kings of animal kingdoms need to meet, this is where they go, because it is, by law, neutral territory. Nobody can spill blood. And so maybe Tatiana hears about this from maybe one of her fae. Like, she says, hey, where are the – maybe she goes to where she left her raven army. Yes. No one's there. And she says, where are the rest of my forces? And she said, well, the only thing I can tell you was they went to this neutral city, and that's all I've heard. Well, and this, so she goes there. This neutral city is where she's uh, – this is where she left her – that's what I'm saying, though. That, oh, that okay. neutral city, that is where she gathered that up. Okay. That is where she left her people. or Because she, she left in the middle of that battle, so that's where they retreated to. It's their staging area because they know they can't be attacked there. Um, it's a, a place to have summits amongst other animals or maybe trade out of country because they know that, that uh, oh, uh, monkeys have this thing and lions have this thing. Normally they eat us, but here we can trade certain things. Um, uh, in this place, maybe it's like because they're animals, maybe there are you know some kind of buildings and tents and whatever, but it's like this giant open market type of deal yes. on like a continent type uh, – like – on in England, okay. England is the the where this where this giant neutral zone is. And I can imagine, like maybe after the Fey have retreated, there they're kind of like after during the big battle after they retreated, they're like okay, this is where Queen Tatiana will return. This is our backup plan, I guess. Yes. And then as time goes on and Tatiana does not return, maybe the Fey like they take up jobs as bartenders or mercenaries, or they maybe even leave with caravans that go to the different animal kingdoms. And so Tatiana kind of needs to go to each of these kingdoms and get their help because that's where 90% of her people are. Yes. They have been spread yeah. out across England. And so this neutral area is a hub that she can always go back to and say, gather your forces at this neutral location. Because she knows, first of all, that the Fae aren't going to come under any harm because it's neutral through law or religion or creed. Yes. But also, if you have bears and monkeys in the same army, if they go there, they're not going to hurt one another. So she kind of knows it's a control. you guys can go there and be safe while I gather the rest of our forces. At least that's what I'm thinking. That definitely... um, I'm sorry. I'm like, I, do, I, like, I do enjoy what Brady uh, is saying, but to like add on to that, I do have a question first, though. What's the portal like? Like, Is it like a door to a place, or is it like a giant hole in the space-time continuum or something along those lines? Um, okay, so it goes from the Fae Kingdom. They have a, a large either concrete or whatever, just a clearing, okay? So it's, just, it's a blank space, and it's a holy area, I guess, for them. Um, but anyways, the king and the queen can go there and open the portal. Um, it's, it's pretty rigorous, and it opens up and spits out in... Uh, in Ireland or uh, Scotland. Okay, so all right, so it is basically kind of like a tear. Um, maybe uh, 
if I get egg as an universe. More like a manufactured conduit, a manufactured hole that can be opened on okay. your side. All right, because my idea was I made this neutral zone took place like in between the space between the Fae realm and the human realm, just kind of like because like um, Brittany may know this, like in the, in the DC comics, there's the bleed, which is like the space between the universes. Yes. So so uh, oh nice, you're familiar. All right, cool. So maybe, um, maybe the neutral zone took place like in between. Um, like the Fae realm and the human realm, just kind of like the space in between the two universes. So I was like, it's perfectly neutral to, to everyone. Like no one has like any great advantages or disadvantages. It is a perfectly honest, honestly, that's, that is a fabulous idea. The only issue is in order to go through that gate, you have to have the queens or the king of the Fae open it up. Um, and there's no oh, way, okay. and, and traveling between the two dimensions is, is, is not easy. Not in, like maybe three people in my whole thing can actually do this whole thing. Um, and the okay. animals aren't going to have access to that kind of thing. It's going to have to be a continent with a, with a neutral territory that they've agreed upon. But that being said, the outside of these two universes where these ancients have lived for eons and created things, there, there, uh, doesn't mean there doesn't have to be a bleed or a, a universe at the end of the, or, a a restaurant at the end of the universe or whatever, okay? <laughs> that you can watch yeah. certain time events un unveil or you can go back and forward and do whatever because you're in between – you're not in reality itself. You're in in between spaces, which is a freaking phenomenal idea. There's, there's a really a lot I can do with that, and it's something that's not even – because where the, where the ancient is, he's on the outside of these – just think if you have two bubbles and a and a conduit lining, okay, and it's all lined with the stuff, basically the magic that uh, the ancient has made that that makes everything possible. It can't get through it, and it's banging on the outside. Everything in between, there's other universe or there's other uh, dimensions floating around like bubbles in this whole thing. He's just concentrating on this one. Get what I'm saying? Yes. yes. Okay, because when Addison first, first sees him, she, she kind of halfway uses her ability, and it blisters up through the magic and the, this, the ancient Caesar and then surrounds her. But before that, she sees all these galaxies and swirling stuff above her, and then all of a sudden it gets blotted out by, this, by the ancient as it surrounds her little blister in reality. It's going to be pretty sick. Yep. <laughs> but I like the idea of having some kind of neat little in-between zone. I mean, because the ancients, they've been around and gone for eons, so there's nothing to say that there isn't other aliens, races, and something else that have nothing to do with even the Fey realms, okay? They're just outside, and they've taken up residence, or they do something. Or There's a, just one lone bartender who's been down there for the past eon waiting for somebody to come there and order a frickin' beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's your running gag right there. <laughs> God, this I is do... boring. <laughs> I, I do definitely think uh, for the continent, and oh, now now I just see one man going those like I I haven't had money in years. <laughs> I'm scrubbing this glass. Uh, but okay, uh, for the continent, I do think that uh, there does because there does probably need to be some. It's a neutral zone. Now, one of the questions I have is if you are assembling an army of various races, various. I mean, you got the Fey who are still Lord of Tatiana. Um. How are Oberon's Fae not – I mean, because I know that basically the element of surprise is kind of on Tatiana's side right now. Yes. I think my question would be how, because, I mean, I'd imagine that Oberon's Fae would probably have scouts or patrols, or maybe even though they're isolated, maybe they still keep tabs on the outside world, or they've heard rumors of like, oh, Tatiana's back, she's just not in the Fae realm. 
So I, I guess my question would be, how would Tatiana hide the fact that she is building this massive army from Oberon's Fey? You're building a massive army. You're not going to want to hide at that point. Your your okay. idea of surprise is out at that point. Um, okay. Which I agree with you 100%. How how the heck would you would you hide that? There, there, well, there's I... no way. But the fact is, they're not going to be able to. The Fey themselves, their whole thing is they have their isolated kingdom. They're surrounded by the still seas. They're protected and everything else. But why am I going to go out and try and attack somebody or do something and affect it that way? Okay. Um, so, the, so, they, so they don't see the need to, oh, she's building an army, let's do a preemptive strike. They just think, oh, we're just going to wait behind our walls and let the seas defend us. Well, let me let me give you a situation awareness on what Oberon is, okay? Okay. Oberon was part of an assassin's cast. They plotted against the king and the queen, the previous king and queen of the Fae, um, and they succeeded in killing them. But beforehand, the king and queen made a surgical strike and eliminated uh, all but a couple of the assassins cast, and they're kind of spread out um, through the other casts. Now, a cast is basically when you're born um, as a fae, you decide that oh, I'm good at uh, mercantile, I'm good at entertaining, or I'm 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 a I'm a king or queen, and you'll know what you are you, because you have that amount of whatever. Okay. Um, for the assassins cast, the way they figure out that you're in the assassins cast is you have no want or desire to be in any of the Fey casts. It's a hidden cast type of deal. Okay, Oberon is of the assassins cast. They placed him as a childhood friend to Tatiana and Malachi, so that he could eventually marry Tatiana when they killed off the king and queen. Okay. So uh, they killed off, and then the king and queen at the same time they do like a, a double strike and kill each other, basically. Okay. Um, so now, and my whole point to all this stuff is, is this: Oberon, okay, bro wanted, uh, uh, basically, uh, he became king, right? He yes. became king in a fairly nefarious way that uh, Tatiana really doesn't love him anymore, but she just go, okay, you're the king because that's Fey tradition. But his assassins guilds wiped out, so he's like, well, what the hell do I do now? My wife hates me. I have no direction in what I'm going to do. What do I do now? He goes, oh, yeah, my childhood friend Malachi. I grew up with him. I'm just going to bro out and party. Well, then he goes to crap, turns into a fingernail troll, and heads off to Earth and becomes a, a, tr a tragic character. Now, what do I do now? So now we're stuck in this kind of Loki scenario where he's just sitting around partying all day, okay? So maybe as far as whatever goes, he, he just wants to protect from her coming in there and causing a problem, but he's never really prepared to do a surgical strike, nor does he really want to. He just wants to bro out. He's like, as long as they don't attack my kingdom, it's fine. Exactly. His, general, his general's like, she has dragons. She'll blow us up. Is she? Is she attacking us now? No. Okay, then we're good. Give me another bail. <laughs> I can just see that happening. Yeah, he's just laying around and 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 basically, yeah, I you know, defending his right to 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 be whatever, and. Uh, but that'll give you kind of an idea of why okay. the things are happening in that direction. He's directionless. Okay. He he doesn't know what that. But that's what's cool because later on, when him and Tatia fall in love, he all of a sudden has a direction. He has a oh, this is what I need to do, and he becomes Aww. legitimately the 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 king of the Fey, and she becomes legitimately the, the queen of the Fey at that point. Okay. So we've got, and I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be like a full, uh, like peninsula or continent. I think a peninsula would actually be the best way. So that way animals could access it via land or sea, depending on if they're like, uh, sea lions or whatever. 
Um, and we could have it in a in a potentially kind of mid mid climate, so it you know hot animals can survive and cold animals could survive. Because you go one too far on the other, um, they're not going to be able to work. So it's going to be a large peninsula, and the army is going to be set. And since it's since it's animals, it's not going to be this giant city that's set up. It's a giant area. It's a tent area. It's a it's a forest and, and 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 mountains and everything all in this area which is neutral territory. So you can have different, you know, townships and stuff within this neutral territory. I think that's a that's a brilliant idea there, uh, Brady. That's that's awesome. Yeah, no, I totally dig that too. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess when I'm sorry, you go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm just totally agreeing with you, patting you on the back. Thank good you. job. Well, I think I think what well, I think what I would my my question would be is why would it be a neutral area? Would it be because of history or religion or just uh, everyone saw like, hey, this peninsula could work for everybody. Let's just make it neutral so we don't fight wars over it. Um, uh, probably a little of all three. There's probably a lot of history as uh, battles being fought over it, and then them going, okay. No more blood will be spilt here. Too much has been warred over in this area. It will now be a neutral zone for all animals. If you want to fight, get out of here. And there's probably going to be some kind of governance in there, um, pride lions or whatever. You know, something super powerful going, yeah, you want to do something in here, you do it elsewhere, or we'll eat you. <laughs> and that would be a pretty easy thing to set up in, in relationship. Um. Now, as far as let's, uh, there's also something else here. We're gonna have a, a uh, it is gonna be a small force. I'm probably thinking somewhere between eight and twenty people that get back with Tatiana, and and then go and and you know humans are gonna experience this neutral territory. What kind of, what kind of people would you like to see in that area? Especially you, Drew. What what kind of what kind of super abilities? What kind of powers? What kind of things that you think would be either funny or horrific, or whatever? Well, I guess it depends. Like, has anyone like as as of this point in the story, has anyone ever been he, to this pen, uh, peninsula before? Human wise, or like like in general, like humans or fairies or or fae or whatnot. Uh, the Fae have been there, but in the form of crows until recently when they have just turned into fairies, or the Fae. Okay. So this may be, like, a good opportunity to, like, um, maybe introduce, like, a new race of creatures. I don't know if, if, if anyone has some ideas, like, in the back of their heads. Like, what are you talking about? Like, um... Manticores or something? Something that's not <laughs> on Earth? Something that... Oh, maybe something, like, in, like, maybe, like, intangible, like, shadow creatures um, inhabit the peninsula... Oh, I don't know, just throwing that out there. Maybe that could be the governancing. Maybe anything aggressive that becomes aggressive in there, they actually rise up and eat those people. Like, it's kind of taking the term shadow police to a whole new level. <laughs> <laughs> which would be which would be a really neat thing. They, you know, the animals like know that they can go there and not get attacked because if anything fights there, the shadows rise up and eat them. I just realized I got a little Doctor Who there. I don't know if uh, <laughs> you know about Doctor Who, the Vastra Narada. The what? It's like, uh, the Vastra Narada is just like, uh, count the sh- they're like, like invisible piranhas, like count the shadows. Yes. Just, yeah. Isn't that library? Yeah, silence in the library and forest of the dead. Yeah. Yeah, and the uh, oh, the spacesuit. I think it was a spacesuit or something. And yeah, it- the spacesuit. Yeah, spacesuit with the skeleton. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Dude, that dude, that's sick. Now, why would they be there? Great question. Um, 
because we do have magic in this land, and maybe okay. Um, let's say that that this peninsula is super rich in everything. Um, uh, let's say that so many things died fighting over this that these these are literally like the something rising up and saying, okay, that's enough, never here again. Maybe the spirits of the animals who have who have fought and died though maybe. They maybe they rise up and kind of say we are the guardians of this place. We are a multi-animal council, so everyone is included. And if you fight here, we will eat you. Yeah, they don't even. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, and not only that, but it's it's a uh, it's a uh, when they rise up. I mean, it doesn't matter where you are; they'll come out of the shadows, consume you, and you'll become one of their army at that point. Okay, uh, yeah, you're a spirit. Yeah, yeah, so you're you're one of the shadow people. Yeah. Man, and that's and nobody is aggressive there because of this peninsula. Yes. We could yeah. develop some really mean history for that, like yes. how that came about, why it came about. That's awesome. Yeah. Maybe, they're like, they're, maybe like on like any given date, they're like incredibly like intelligent and like they're really like sophisticated. But like like once you take them off, they're like they will hunt you down. They will find you. They will go pull on um, Liam Neeson on you. There, there's no <laughs> escape type of deal. Yeah, no. I yeah, think... th- yeah, you're taken. You're done. <laughs> And I think we should keep it directly uh, tied to this peninsula. I think it's completely – once you leave the peninsula, you're yeah. kind of safe. But if you're anywhere in that peninsula, there is no escape. They can instantly travel, do whatever, and consume you. Yeah. Well, this always like always, – there always has to be like like every like a sun – like a light source like at any given location on the, on the island or the peninsula. So that way uh, – that way the um, – like the, those shadow creatures, like they can still exist. Because, I mean, in the darkness, like, there's no shadows, but, like, in the light, like, you, you have to see the shadows. Oh, like, there has to be a juxtaposition of light and shadows? Yeah. Or, or, or else, like, you can't see, or else, like, there, there won't be any shadows, because you can't see, like, there can't be any shadows without light. We can call it the Fiery Summit. We can leave a giant oh. bonfire in the center of the island, and at certain points where gatherings and townships are, are other bonfires that are kept going day and night. That's spooky. Like that's that. downright spooky right there. <laughs> yeah, man. Good job, Joe. Dude, that's <laughs> sick. The shadow police have risen. <laughs> oh man. You know, be even better is later on some kind of cool story arc where where uh, you follow like that. I don't know. Something we could figure out how that happened and how it took place to to entrap these souls. Maybe a fay went there a long time ago. Puck even because he's. He's kind of not bound to the normal rules of the Fayar because he's supposed to keep balance between Tatiana and, and Oberon, and he's able to travel outside and, and gain experience and, and learn things. Um, so maybe uh, – because there's iterations. The king and queen, when they pass on, the new king and queen take over. Okay, the same thing with Puck. After a while, Puck can go through one or two king and queen iterations, and he'll pass on to the new Puck. Um, so maybe a, a past Puck from a long time ago, like like thousands of years ago is over here and he's watching these battles and things are happening and all of a sudden he realizes man this it's just never ending over here and these people really need to stop these beasts need to stop and he goes okay and he rises up the dead animals from before and he sets inside shadow police Go. <laughs> you know what happens here you know why and this is your job now and he sets in place this motion to their their eternal job uh, if if people start conflict here you eat them immediately and they become part of your force 
and he sets up these eternal bonfires that will burn <laughs> for eternity where you can gather and 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 it, it's kind of like the sources of power for these shadow police it's where they gather that's uh, where they they commune and everything else and maybe you can talk to them to gain uh, to gain knowledge maybe they have secrets because they're all on that continent where all these animals meet okay so they're going to know things they're there to listen whether you know they want to or not so maybe you can pay certain things for secrets that you want to know about to so that's how they can garnish money or do other things. They trade in information just like Puck did because that's what he's all about. Oh, yeah. okay, interesting. Yeah, I guess like information will be the only thing you would have to trade those shadows because like they don't eat, they don't sleep, they don't drink. That's right. Like, that's what, right. what else could you possibly do to them? Well, they like power or they like watching like, things. You know, they they be pure voyeurs. Okay. That's, exactly. Oh man, and then. At that point, they can go, okay, well, they could also do the other thing. You know, I have money to trade for this, to trade for information. At which point, you can pay them, and, and whatever their price is, it'll, it'll depend on whatever the secret you want to know is. Right. So maybe they can find out, or they already know what it is. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. So Tatiana, to find out where her fae are, goes to the shadow police. Yes, oh, like yeah. okay, okay. To garner okay, information. Okay, and then they kind of gather where where the pieces are, who's alive, who's dead, and where they're at and what they're doing. That way, oh my gosh, that's going to be an amazing scene. <laughs> Holy cow. Drew, that's awesome, man. That's oh, thank you so sick. much. No, thank you. Thank you. Uh, when, I, when you go on a – if you ever go on a World Anvil, um, uh, I'll, I'll create and uh, – a card for all this so it'll go in and explain and put in history and do all that stuff and you'll be mentioned as one of the creators on there now oh i'm a co-creator yeah that's what you're that's doing right now buddy. yeah I've, I've given you a sandbox and and some toys to play in it and you've created a really neat sand castle i'm gonna say hey look what drew built this is freaking awesome <laughs> we're playing it's i like to lovingly call this mind crafting uh, <laughs> well and what, fair what one of the things I'm thinking of, I kind of, I, I see this scene in my head. I can almost see like an army of maybe mercenaries or thugs attacking the island, and the animals are just sitting there, not fighting back. Most of those things are going to be easy picking. Then they just turn around and see an army of shadows with teeth. Oh shoot! <laughs> or they just start dropping down into the ground one by one as these things consume them. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Uh, yeah, but good job, good job, Drew. That was that's incredible. Oh, thank you, thank you so much, guys. Yeah, let me thank you for inviting me here. No, man, that, on, this has been epic. And by the way, we're at the two-hour mark. We're at an hour and forty-two minutes. You guys have uh, have uh, concluded and and uh, done your time here in the Fey realms. I appreciate it. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. It was nice to be here. Hey. It's good to have you on, man. We definitely want you on in the future, please. Uh, we'll have more. It'll be it'll as as the seasons go on, they get more and more pointed um, about what we're going to discuss and how we discuss them. And it, and it gets you start out in this broad general discussion, but then you slowly narrow in on each piece of the story arc and where you're at and what you're doing. Um, so you came in on an early part, but later on, if we bring you on again, like episode six or seven, you'll see how narrowed in it gets. It's it's pretty neat. Totally, totally. Okay. So. And thus concludes Episode 3 of The Waving Queen, and I am signing us off. You have been listening to Story Arc. I'm Trevor Sutton. If you like my show and want to hear more, check out Stoic Tales 2018 at podbean.com and subscribe. Please comment and be part of the show, and leave reviews on iTunes. 
Thanks.